0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Across Australia, this is Summer Grandstand with Quentin Hull.
0: Summer Grandstand on ABC Radio, Sport Digital and the ABC Listen app. Gory, she had a
1: long-range shot. She looks to pass it towards Ford, who turns, trying to get onto her left. She's still with it, Ford. Plays it into one defender. Put it across the face of goal. Say, put it back. They've got it in. Yellow! Eventually, Yallop scores. Fought on the left, played it across the face of goal. Sayer knew she had no angle to work
0: with, put it back, and then Yallop, right spot, was able to score 3 0.
1: One of many fantastic moments for the Matildas during an amazing period in Perth where they've ensured that they've progressed to the final phase of Olympic qualifiers. The crowds were huge. And now, well, it's back to normal life. Uh, Tamika Yallop joins us from the Matildas and from a Brisbane Raw team that had to get back to business. Uh, Tamika, you're on your way back to Brisbane. Um, uh, Thanks for joining us. Gee, back down to earth. You got beaten yesterday. What, there were 2,000 people to watch you play the Phoenix? (laughs) Puts into context how good last week was. Um.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh for reminding me of that. Um <laughs> tried to forget that overnight, but um no, it was uh I think it was um a fairly even game to be honest and unfortunate to to go down and and not come home with three points, but um look, I think we'll be looking to take the three points off them when when we play them at home.
1: It was Phoenix two raw one in that game yesterday. Uh, that's what we're speaking about. And Tamika, you're one of the only the couple of players that are back playing football here in Australia. A lot of your Matilda's teammates are spread far and wide around the world. Have you had a chance to just reflect on the, the two achievements which we continue talking about? There's the football achievement, and then there's again the, the amazing engagement achievement of getting to the other side of the country and uh, and being able to play in front of those fans in Perth.
0: Yeah, I think that was um a a great experience. I think we we needed to get back over to to WA and to Perth. Um and I think it was it was awesome for for Sam Kerr as well to get back to to home, I guess. Um but yeah, to to have those crowds that we did for the for the three games was absolutely awesome.
1: Do you pinch yourself? I mean, if you ever sort of wanted the humbling experience, you're you going Play yesterday in front of two thousand people. I know at the at the start of your career, the the crowds for the Matildas were nothing like what you're seeing now. I mean, you're on the ride, but can you actually sort of take it in as to just how far women's football's come?
0: Yeah, it's absolutely crazy, and I think we we definitely do sort of appreciate it every time we go out into the field. And and there's you know some like crazy numbers of fans out there. I think we do really. Really take it in, and absorb it, because it definitely hasn't been like this in the past. And um, and you know, as a footballer, you know, you never know when your career is going to end. So I think everyone is really just riding this wave and enjoying it, and so happy to to have everyone in the set, not just in the stadium, but um, at home watching on the couch as well. Just join us on the journey.
1: So, a bit of footy speak. What did the team learn about its its next phase in the three games that you played in Perth?
0: Yeah, look, I think they were going to be um, different games to to our World Cup games, Um, coming back to Asia and um, playing playing some teams that um, sort of sit in a more of a lower block. I think it was um, we had to take some different tactics into the game and. And you would have seen that um, pretty much in all three matches. Um, But I think we, yeah, we executed it well and and set ourselves up nicely for for the next um, qualifying stage.
1: Tamika Yallop from the Matildas with us. So uh, you're looking forward to the trip to to Canada. That's that's your next assignment in national colours while you're, of course, working away at Clubland uh, in the meantime.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. I, um, I think we all love playing um, top countries and, and I think I've heard that we've got sellout crowds there already. Um, you know, it'll be one of the best plays in the world's final um, farewell game. So I think that's, that's something that we'll enjoy um, being a part of and playing as well.
1: When I mention Paris 24 to you, what goes through your body?
0: Um, A lot of excitement, goosebumps and and just like the constant reminder at the back of your head to not think that far ahead. You've got February to come and then you can get excited about it. But obviously that's our ultimate goal and and yeah, to represent um, Aussie at the Olympics is just an amazing feeling that we we all want to reach come Paris.
1: Can you tell us a bit about Uzbekistan? I think the, the broader sporting fan is not all that aware as to, to what their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, what are. What are you expecting? What do you know about them?
0: Yeah, I think um, I guess I was kind of in the same boat um, a, cu- a couple of weeks ago, and I think um, we haven't played them before, so it'll be a first for us, and um I guess we just really have to take um, their results of of how they went in their group um, over this uh, tournament, um, and I mean they've they've done very well to to come in second best across the three groups. So um, look, I think we're we're looking at it going to be a tough game. They've got the exact same motivation to play for as us. So um, I think we yeah we need to go into the mindset that's going to be very competitive.
1: And Tamika, having played at all manner of pitches, no doubt across your career. Uh, how are you uh, enjoying or consuming the conversation of this search for a venue for the Tillies? Because Tay-Tay <laughs> and Pink, you know, all these concerts are getting in the way of these big venues that we need sort of fifty, sixty thousand 60,000-plus now when you guys turn out to play. Um, okay. you're, you're bigger than American pop stars, you guys.
0: <laughs> uh, I think we're enjoying it. I think it's not a bad problem to have... Um, and look, yeah, we've, we've got to go big or go home. So I think, yeah, we'll, we'll be chasing one of the biggest stadiums for sure.
1: I know it's uh, a reality of sport and, and life and, and big venues that they've, they've got to book these acts and try and... Work times to uh, to satisfy that need for, for stadiums to to make money, and and that's a part of being in Australia. I suppose we we're, we're a population which doesn't have as many venues, and and when we're in the so called off seasons for the footy v- codes, you you got to get some concerts through to to make the stadium some money. But um, yeah, where where would you like to play? I mean, it's it's the biggest house available, isn't it?
0: Um, yeah, I think so. Look, I. I think I just as long as it's in Aussie, I love playing anywhere. Um, I do have a soft spot for obviously Suncorp in Brisbane. So, um, but look, I think we're going to need yeah, hopefully um, a bigger crowd than that to um, bring us, you know, send us off to the Olympics. So, um, yeah, I'm going to leave the logistics up to up to uh, the people in our team. But um, yeah, I think we'll be we'll be hoping for a big one.
1: Yeah, Tamika Yallop is with us. It's a nice problem to have, and I think uh, part of the success of of what you're able to do in the last week was the fact that uh, Perth wasn't a part of of the World Cup, so maybe we look to um, you know a bigger stadium in Adelaide if it's uh, available. Or I know that uh, Melbourne had the smaller venues during the World Cup, but uh, again the MCG, I think Taylor's got it and sorted out and Pink's got Docklands. Anyway, we'll we'll try and get that yeah. uh, get that worked out. Um, <laughs> Post World Cup, just to finish on the football talk, um, and with some sort of questions as to the the future of Tony Gustafsson at the helm and, and so forth. What's the the next evolution as far as the the football team and the way it plays uh, is concerned?
0: Um, look, I think football, whether it's men's or women's, is um, always evolving. So um, I think what what Tony's done with us this camp just shows that he's um, adapting to what we have coming up next, and and looking to the future and um as he said before he feels like we as does the team that we have unfinished business at the olympics you know coming in fourth and that's just absolutely heartbreaking um being so close to a medal so um yeah i think we're everyone including you know coaching staff and and pretty much everyone within the team are, are all focused on um getting through to that um next tournament
1: Really appreciate your time, Tamika. You've been literally all over the place, uh, over to, to Perth, and you know, still what halfway home from uh, from New Zealand after playing yesterday. Uh, thanks for the the chat, and uh, good luck for the next couple of weeks with the uh, the Roar and the A League Women, and uh, then the the Canada tour coming up.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for so much for uh, having me on.
1: Really appreciate it. Summer Grandstand with Quentin Hull.
0: On ABC Radio, Sport Digital and the ABC Listen app.
1: All those fans over in Perth and then I think there were less than 2,000 people at... uh... At the Caked Tin in Wellington with Wellington winning that game 2-1 yesterday. The other A-League W scores, uh, Perth beat Canberra 3-2. The victory beat Adelaide 2-0. And in the A-League men, it was Wellington 5, Brisbane 2, MacArthur FC 1, Western United 0. Victory in Adelaide played a one-all draw and Perth beat Central Coast 2-0. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.